0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus events, while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200k for one eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically, for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's PACASO.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more...
1: y sí señor y los Caballeros están a solo un punto del equipo de los Raptors de Toronto va a buscar la penetración no mejor cruza para Clarkson de esquina de tres y sí señor Jordan Clarkson Ahí lo liberan y ahora arranca el rey hacia la canasta fuera para Kevin Love de tres en camino de derecha con amor
2: welcome to Cavs HQ thank you for joining us on the LKL Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network now here's your host Rafa Hernandez Brito,
1: and welcome everybody to a very special edition of Cavs HQ. My name is Rafa Hernandez Brito. I'm the Spanish voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The regular host, Mr. John Michael, is enjoying a little vacation in his private airline, so he let me come in here and do the show. And I am joined by the most decorated basketball player you probably never heard of, El Primero, the first Hispanic player in the NBA. Mr. Butch Lee. I was going to do this show in Spanish, but it would be too much work for the production to do the top titles and then, you know, our audience to be listening. So we're going to do it in English. Welcome, bienvenido, Captain HQ.
3: Gracias, Rafa. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, Rafa, for having me here. You know, uh, it's a pleasure being back here in, uh, uh, in Cleveland and uh, seeing you guys, meeting you guys, and uh, seeing the team.
1: we got a special show ready for you. We are obviously going to talk about your history, how you became the first Hispanic player in the NBA, how you have paved the way to so many guys, not only players, but people like me in the booth, because if it wasn't for Bush Lee, there would be no Spanish broadcast. And also, I promise you, I'm gonna, I promise you some friends are going to come over to visit you, and we're going to talk a little bit about the, the, the old Butch Lee, Marquette,
3: and the Lakers. That sounds, that sounds very good. It's always good to be with friends and, and talk basketball.
1: Do you miss being around the around the game? Do you, I know you. I know you, you. work with kids back home, but do you do you miss do you miss the? Uh, I know you don't miss the practices, but. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I, I speak with a lot of guys, and uh, like you said in Puerto Rico, I'm I'm with my I have two young sons, Matthew and Brandon, that they play basketball, so I'm still pretty much involved with the basketball. Not running up and down, mostly now, just sh- shooting a couple of free throws and grabbing rebounds,
1: sharing the wisdom. With the youth of Puerto Rico, Butch Lee not only played for the Cavaliers. You played alongside Jim Jones, Campy Russell, uh, Austin Bingo, Car, Austin Carr with Senor Cavalier. Do you do you never call him Senor? Ca- well, I guess he was a Mister Cavalier back then, right? That's You know right, we call right. him Senor Cavalier now. Oh, to, okay, I not so know. So he that. can have a little. He's act- actually his birthday is coming up. He's gonna be seventy years old. Oh, okay. Mister Austin Carr. So, not only that, he's the only basketball player to have won titles at the high school level at the college level at the NBA and in Puerto Rico in the BSN basketball superior
3: no that's a uh, you know uh, when I when I hear people talk about that it's such a overwhelming. Uh, situation that I'm glad that I'm just realizing that after the fact if I had to grow up playing basketball thinking I could possibly accomplish those things it was going to be a daunting task.
1: We have so many things to talk about with Bush about how he ended up. There's so many. There's a couple of stories about how he became or how he you were born in Puerto Rico. You're gonna clear that up for me today. We're gonna talk about your your years with the Cavs, your years at Marquette with Jim Boylan, your years at, with the Lakers with uh, with Jim Jones, and also how. You have been honored not only by the Cavaliers this month of March and Noches just NBA, but also by the Lakers and all the other, other awards that you have received. So sit back, relax, sit tight. We'll be back with Mr. Butch Lee here on Caps HQ on the Cavaliers Radio Network and Fox Sports Ohio.
0: It's time for some basketball. At the game, on TV, even online. Spectrum TV has over 200 channels available, including all your basketball favorites, so you can see every shot, assist, and block in high definition. And with Spectrum TV, you also get access to the Spectrum TV app, so you can watch a game in any room on multiple devices. Spectrum TV, it's the ultimate slam dunk. Call 844-352-2999 and get Spectrum now. Restrictions apply, call for details.
2: Suspect a natural gas leak? Dominion Energy Ohio reminds you, first move your feet, then call when you're down the street. To help you smell a gas leak, a familiar odor like rotten eggs is added to natural gas. Or you might see blowing dirt or bubbling water. A leaking pipeline might also make a hissing sound that you can hear. Call the Ohio Utilities Protection Service by dialing 811 at least two working days before digging on your property. And if you suspect a gas leak, call Dominion Energy Ohio. Visit dominionenergy.com, keyword natural gas
0: safety. My mom has a permanently stuck in the 80s thing. We're talking teased up feathered hair, acid washed denim jacket, and shoulder pads. So many shoulder pads. But I just got a new phone from AT&T. And check this out. I got a second phone to gift to my mom. So now, she can finally ditch her old one for a phone that can actually stream all the 80s shows she loves. Come into an AT&T store and find out how to get a smartphone on us. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. See store for details.
4: Hi, I'm Katie, a Discount Drug Mart pharmacist. Look, I'm not going to pretend Medicare prescription drug benefits aren't complicated. They are. The good news is, our pharmacists can help you understand your Medicare benefits. We'll make sure you're getting all the savings you deserve. Plus, Drug Mart's $1.99 generic prescriptions for diabetes, cholesterol, blood pressure, antibiotics, and more may be even less expensive than your Medicare copay. The simple truth is, your prescription dollar just goes farther at Drug Mart. Discount Drug Mart saves you the runaround.
5: Your lawn is where life happens, and Cub Cadet wants to help you make the most of it by offering exceptional financing on our lineup of residential zero-turn mowers. From the steering wheel control of the RZT-SX zero-turn with zero learning curve to the unbeatable strength of the lap bar control Z-Force LX mower, these mowers are sure to help you bring your lawn to life. Visit cubcadetdealers.com slash calves to find your local independent dealer and take advantage of this exceptional offer. Cub Cadet, proud partner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Offer subject to credit approval, some restrictions apply. See store associate for details.
1: no, triple la primera el Welcome back to Cap's HQ. We are joined by el primero, Mr. Butch Lee, the first ever Latino-born player in the NBA. That, right off the bat. Were, were you aware when you became an, when you were drafted by the Hawks that you were the first Latino player in the NBA?
3: I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know that at the, at the time, that came, uh, that came later on, many years later, you know. My parents are from the Virgin Islands, my mother and father, and uh, I was born in Puerto Rico. My mother would uh, go to Puerto Rico to have her kids, so me and my brother Keith and my sister Geraldine, we were all born in, in uh, Puerto Rico. At, at, at five years of age, we moved to uh, Harlem, New York.
1: So you just, you just answered my, my next question. I told you there were some mixed stories. I, I have read that what you just told me, that your parents would come from the U.S. Virgin Islands to Puerto Rico to to have you, know, to have you guys, to have your babies. Uh, you were born in Santurce. But I also heard and read that you were Puerto Rican by accident, that your parents were flying from the U.S. Virgin Islands to New York, and she went into labor, and they had to make an unannounced. So I was like, man, you know, Butch Lee was creating waves <laughs> right off the bat. Is that so, well, so you, that you, is you, not true.
3: That's not true. You know, uh, we have a couple of players, and uh, sometimes they might refer to them as New Ricans mm-hmm. that weren't born on the island that played basketball in Puerto Rico. Uh, so, sometimes they get some of the stories mixed up. But I actually was born in Puerto Rico. Uh, that was the plan for my, my, my parents at the time. So, uh, that's, that was my situation.
1: So, you moved from La Isla de Borinquen uh, to New York City, a couple of blocks away from Rocker Park, which is like, to me, the place where the basketball game as we know it was born. You know, the, the flashy people driving the ball, handling the ball. What, at what age did Bush Lee realize that he could play basketball?
3: Well, you know, I was always pretty athletic. And, and where I lived, in the block that I lived on, we had a PAL, Police Athletic League. So in the summers, they would bring the basketball courts, the volleyball courts, you know, uh, the, the, the tools, the nets and the rims. So we would kind of have a little park right in the block. And I would, I would like to run and race. You know, that's what I was used to in the Virgin Islands. And one day, one of my friends he said, "Wait a minute! Here we don't run; we play basketball." <laughs> you know, so that's how I got interested in basketball because my friend said, "No, this is this is basketball area." You know.
1: And Rocker Park, for those of you that don't know, it's in, in it's in Harlem in New York City, and that's where Will Chamberlain, Tiny Archival, and a lot of the legends, uh, El Monroe, play ball. But you you told me a story before that you saw Dr. J. Play there when he was just like a tall, skinny kid that could jump.
3: Yeah, you know we had we had so many great we had so many great uh, playground players because a lot of these guys they never made it to college, they never made it to the pros, but they, as far as basketball, they had skills like as good as anyone. And I remember Julius Irving. Now everybody talks about Dr. J. I remember seeing Julius Irving. When he came to the Rucker Park, he was just like a skinny <laughs> high jumper, <laughs> good the player, you know. Had his <laughs> afro and everything like that. And I saw him little by little over the summer start developing uh, some of the moves that he'd seen from other players and even teammates that helped him turn into Dr. J. That we 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 later uh, um, associated him with all those great moves and all those great dunks that a lot of people are copying uh, today.
1: So you become a champion with DeWitt Clinton in, in, in Harlem. Was there any other option other than Marquette to go play for Al McGuire? What, what made you decide to go to Marquette? Well,
3: a couple, of things, a couple of things happened. In 1973, we won the city championship at DeWitt Clinton High School. Mm-hmm. And that summer, I went to five-star basketball camp. You know, didn't know anything about camps, had, had not uh, left uh, New York City after we moved there other than go back to uh, – St. Thomas, and I went to a five-star, very famous basketball camp, and I scored 50 points in one game. Still, that's the record today. And uh, when I came back home, I started getting letters like crazy. I had scholarships from all over the U.S. And uh, that that's how I got in the eyes of, of most of the college scouts. And I, so I visited a few schools, but I, I eventually liked Al McGuire. I liked the guys on the team when I visited Marquette. And that's how I made my decision to go to Marquette.
1: So you go to Marquette. You're a very good player. You know, as a sophomore, it's time to the U.S. to get ready for the 1976 Olympics in Montreal. And Dean Smith calls 100 college basketball players in the U.S. And you are not one of those 100 players. So that, to me, is surprising. But then, obviously, back in the day, the seniors were the ones that got the,
3: the, the. Especially especially at Marquette. You know, Al McGuire liked to say that he had a senior star system and that he would give most of the publicity to the older players. At that time, I was just a sophomore, so you had uh, Earl Tatum, Bo Ellis, and Lloyd Walton. They got the invitation. You know, after my freshman year at Marquette, I actually, because of all those offers, the people in Puerto Rico knew that I was born in Puerto Rico. I was eligible for the uh, Superior League. And uh, so I got a call from the people from Rio Piedra. So I started playing in Puerto Rico in the summers. Uh, That's how I kind of thought that maybe even if I didn't get.
1: uh, But you wanted to play for the U.S.
3: You know, that's the every, every, every basketball player in the U.S. wants to play in the Olympics. And that was with the U.S. team. So I was no different. I knew that playing in Puerto Rico, I was doing a good job. We had a great team and I thought I would have a chance to play on the Puerto Rican team, which I eventually did. And this is this is
1: where the, the sports gives us the best stories, that not even in movies they can work out. So Dean Smith doesn't get you, or maybe all my wire doesn't send you to the tryouts. And the three teammates that were sent from Marquette that do not make the team. So all of a sudden a lot of people discover that. Bruce Lee was Puerto Rican because he shows up in the 1976 Olympics playing for Puerto Rico. And this is the best part about it, I think. You end up in the group with the USA, and then you almost single-handedly beat the U.S., going, what, 15 for 18 with 35 points and scoring the winning bucket, but called off because of an offensive foul. And we have tried a catch HQ to get that footage, and we have not been successful. And I think it's important because... If you had beaten the U.S., then probably the pro players would have come in a little earlier because this is coming off the 72 Olympics in Munich with where, where the whole fiasco with the Russians. So, but the, I'll, I'll let you fill, fill it in, fill in the blanks. The beautiful part about this is, to me is that you destroy field four in that, that Olympic game, and then next year you get to play Dean Smith and four in the finals of the college basketball, and you, won. you cannot tell me that you, didn't, you weren't thinking about it you wanted to really get a, you know, get that, get that, the best out of them you know
3: like i was saying before that story is so incredible you know I, if you, <laughs> you you know like we talk about you a can lot make of a time, movie you, 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 you cannot make you, you cannot make you won't stuff like it. that up you know uh you, you know i had a i had a great time in the olympics you know uh on my team at, from With clinton steve shepard was also on the usa team so we had all kind of connections you know and that was just a, that was just a great that was just a great story. And like you said, I got the last shot of the game, and uh, they called an offensive foul. So the U.S. beat Puerto Rico by one point at that time, and uh, it just was a, it was just a great situation that everybody became aware of, uh, of the level of, of basketball they play in Puerto Rico in the summer league, and uh, it just was a, it was just a great situation. And then to top it off that same year, the following year. <laughs> the following, the following year. year, the following winter, we meet against uh we meet Phil Ford and Dean Smith uh, again. And we don't wanna say it was Phil Ford because they had a great team and I remember they had a few different Quinn people Buckner defending me. Though? We had Quinn Buckner, Ernie Grunfeld, Walter Smith. They had a they had a super team. And uh, you know, it was just a great game, you know. The uh Olympic game was great, and then when we got a chance to meet them again, even though I was there with my Marquette teammates, which were a lot taller and stronger than my teammates in uh, uh, Puerto Rico, we were able to, to, beat, to beat Dean them. Smith and those guys that time.
1: But I'm sure the one in, the one in 1977 is the one that, that you like the most.
3: Well, you know, again, <laughs> you know, you talk about growing up in New York and, uh, uh, and the basketball and the asphalt jungle. You know, uh, winning an NCAA championship, uh, reaching that level, that's like the, that's like the greatest moment in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, your basketball career.
1: We're joined by Butch Lee here on Caps HQ. We still have your friends coming over, but I want to talk to you a little bit about your pro career, your relationship with Jim Jones before we bring him in, and also winning the title and that iconic picture of the hug between you and Magic Johnson. We'll talk about that when we come back on Caps HQ. todavía maga el tir la pinta entra la pintura Kevin Love lo están sujetando y la pone dos a la fuerza Kevin Love amor del fuerte y señor Kevin Love Welcome back to Caps XQ Rafa el alcalde joined by El Primero, Mr. Butch Lee, and we have so much to talk about, Butch, but so little time. They wouldn't give us an extra two hours to talk to you about <laughs> all the stories that we want to we wanna touch here in the, in the show, but winning the title at the NBA level has to be discussed because that has to be one of the best moments as well for you, even though you have won at all the levels that you have played at, to that point, you know, winning it with Magic Johnson with the Lakers, I mean, it has to be special.
3: No, that, that, that is a, a very special moment. You know, uh, most of the people I see right now, they, they say, well, Butch, what happened? How was it playing with the Lakers, you know, and winning <laughs> the NBA, NBA championship? And, and that was a great time. You know, not only was the um, winning the title was a, was a big thing. You know, I played with Magic Johnson and Kareem Jabbar, and arguably the best point guard in the history of basketball. And then you probably have the best big guy in the history of basketball. So I had an opportunity to play with those two great players. So that was like a culmination of my, of my basketball career.
1: And going from Cleveland to L.A., a lot of people don't also don't know that you came back to Cleveland after your career. And you came back and, that's and, right. and actually I lived, lived and, and, and became a businessman here That's in right. Cleveland. I had
3: a real estate company here in Cleveland, and I lived here for about eight years after I finished playing with the, with the Lakers. So I have uh, very fond memories of, of the Cleveland organization and the city of Cleveland.
1: What's, the, what's your best memory from the Richfield Coliseum when you, when you played?
3: Well, you know uh, you haven't played
1: for long here, but
3: that's right, but you know here in Cleveland i had I had my career high I think I scored uh twenty two points was my career high. that happened in Cleveland you know uh Bill Fitch was my coach, mm-hmm. and he really gave me a lot of opportunity to play a lot of minutes so uh you know and also I was here with my friend Jim Jones, mm-hmm. so you know seeing a uh, uh uh, a, a good friend and a happy face. You know that that again helped me to play good basketball. So I have a lot of good memories of uh, my time here in Cleveland. I played with Austin Carr, who was one of my, uh, you know, Austin was was a college legend, and a lot of people because he had injury in his knee, they never did get to see the best of AC because he was a he was a great player. He was one of my heroes growing up uh, as a high school player.
1: The fort- Luckily for the Cleveland fans, we get to see AC every day and listen to him, you know, in the broadcast of the Cavalier game. So at least we we get to keep AC. We (laughs) got got to keep AC. But the hug. Everybody, did they ask you, was it planned? Do you guys... Were you that close with Magic? <laughs>
3: well, we 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 were kind of close because we were we were two rookies. You know, we were two of the young guys on the team, so we would we would hang out, we would go out together, and we would go to the movies and stuff like that. You know, so we were kind of uh, the same age. I would go into the game in some situations for for Magic. So at that time, we were we saw that we had the game locked up. I was gonna go in the game for him so he can get like a standing ovation or whatever. So as the time, uh, uh, I think he was shooting some free throws or something like that. So he was so excited as he came <laughs> off the court and I was standing right there. He just came in <laughs> and, and gave me that bear hug. That's, that's one of the most famous pictures in, uh, in the NBA. I still
1: need to get that. I, I'm going to get it autographed by you now, but then I got to get magic because I think that is when people look at that picture, they think of the NBA finals.
3: No, no, that was, that, was such a, that was such a great situation. You know, we go back again. Let's write a story about this guy that, that wins all these championships and then hugs like one of the greatest players <laughs> of all time, you know, and then uh, for that to be the culmination of his basketball career, that was like, uh, you know, impo- incredible, really, incredible situation.
1: Your career come to an end probably sooner than you wanted, mostly because of your body, Cheating on you, or because the science wasn't as good back then as it is now?
3: Well, it, it's it's a combination of things because I had a I had a knee injury, which nowadays you know you see a guy like Russell Westbrook, he gets hurt and he comes back in two weeks. You know, <laughs> at the at the same injury years ago, you'd be yeah. out you'd be out for a year. So it was a combination of things, but I, I, I see all in all as I look back on it, I kind of did my job as far as basketball, you know, being a pioneer in so many different areas, you know. So I feel very satisfied with what, what, what happened with my basketball career and that I was able to help, uh, you know, that influx of, uh, of Latin talent that we have now in the NBA.
1: And I think that forever we'll always be grateful to you We'll talk about it in a little bit later, about how you paved the way, obviously, for so many players. And like I said to you at the Open, you paved the way for all of us working on the broadcast side, because we, we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Bush Lee being brave enough to come and play basketball at the NBA level. So when we come back, I'm gonna bring some of your friends. They told me they're gonna go easy on you. <laughs> so hopefully, I don't, know, I don't know what they'll bring. So stay with us, Bush Lee. will We'll be joined by Cavaliers assistant coach Jim Boylan and Cavaliers legend Jim Jones over here in Caps HQ on Fox Sports Ohio and the Cavaliers Radio Network.
0: Hey, Dexter. Did you ever find that thingy you were looking for on Smart Mart? Did I? I
5: found that and a landscape lighting package with some sweet post lamps and all sorts of electrical services, appliance protection, and repair plans. You can also get your trees trimmed. There's a connected home plan with smart thermostats, electric vehicle chargers, and filters. Who oh, do they have filters? There's air filters. What, what are Dexter's filters you're trying rich? to say
0: is that Smart Mart by First Energy has the products and services you need to simplify your life. Pool filters, spa filters, so Shop filters. Shop now at smart-mart.com.
5: Prices have been slashed on all bedrooms, dining rooms, living rooms, leather, and more. It's Inn's biggest, biggest annual store-wide, store-wide clearance, clearance sale ever. ever. Take an extra 20% off deep discounts and pay no interest for 24 months. But that's not all. Get it all delivered free. Look for jaw-dropping deals like our best-selling Cali Sofa, regularly 7 dollars on sale for $6.99. Now with extra discount, just $5.59. Purchase a king for the price of a queen on select mattresses. The storewide clearance sale, this weekend at Love Inns
2: k and proudly invites you to live at one of the seven most desirable addresses downtown. Residences at Hanna, 668, 1717, Leader, Reserve Square, and Stonebridge. Want to live downtown but aren't ready to downsize? Large spacious suites, at residences at Halley will be available for occupancy in the summer of 2018. Offering well-designed kitchens, bathrooms, living spaces, and more. You deserve a k and quality home. Check out everything KD has to offer downtown and throughout Northeast Ohio at KND.com. Countertop Solutions, a family-owned and operated company, is your one-stop local shop when it comes to countertop replacement. As a direct-buy showroom, they carry a large selection of laminate, solid surface, granite, and engineered stone countertops. Schedule your countertop replacement and your kitchen can have that championship look again in just one day. Stop in to one of their six showrooms in the Cleveland and Akron areas. Call 866 376 tops or visit countertopsolutions.org.
6: Driving in Cincinnati and back is not a practical use of time. Ultimate Air Shuttle is the answer. Fly out of downtown Cleveland's Berkeley Front Airport, park for free, relax in a private lounge, and then walk onto a luxury 30-seat plane. Arriving in Cincinnati in only 45 minutes, one price includes flight, tax, baggage, snack, and beverage service, the way flying should be. Visit ultimateairshuttle.com for complete details and schedules. VIP travel for the cost of commercial. Families on the Near East Side of Cleveland go to Sterling Recreation Center on East 32nd Street for various programs, sports, and more. Now, for the first time in many years, they'll have a fresh space to enjoy. The Cavs in the city officially unveiled the refurbished court during a press conference last week, hosted by Cavs and Arena host Ahmad, Cavs CEO Len Komorosky, and Mayor Frank Jackson, as they addressed the crowd, and they were joined by several Cavs legends and team president Nick Barlage. Sterling is the third of 24 recreation centers and high school basketball courts that the Cavs have committed to refurbish in partnership with the City of Cleveland. Cavaliers in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be right back with more of Cavs HQ right after this.
1: welcome back to Cavs HQ. We are joined in this special edition by El Primero, the first Hispanic player in the history of the NBA, Lee Butch, Butch Lee, Alfred Butch Lee, of course. And as promised to you, we are, we're gonna bring some friends over. We have a Marquette Lakers connection, Cavaliers assistant coach, Jim Boylan, Cavaliers legend, Jim Jones. I know you guys have a lot of stories to share here, but my first question to you two is if it's true, that coach Al McGuire would ride everybody on the team except Butch Lee.
7: Well he he didn't really ride Butch. He used to tease him every once in a while about uh, having candy in his pocket and and, and, and liking uh, you know Snickers bars and all that stuff cuz you know Butch was a, Butch was a you know a healthy guy and and uh, he used that size in the games to his advantage, and uh, but coach used to tease him every once in a while about that. But that was about it, you know. Now the other guys, coach would get on hard, especially I, you. I, I, I <laughs> caught a couple of a couple of uh, uh, whiffs of that from coach, but um, uh, but Butch, you know, hey, you know, Butch was the best player out there on the floor almost every single night, and uh, uh, you know, coach kind of I think gave him a little bit of a pass. You shared the court with him on the professional level. Yeah, Jones,
1: uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? Like-
4: well, uh, he came from a, he came from the Atlanta Hawks to us, and uh, uh, but I remember Butch from Marquette. I used to come up to some of the practices, like we all did, but we when we were in town, you know, we we go up to Marquette and, and watch a practice. And I was up there one time. I just told him, I said, I was watching you practice one time, and you were a freshman. And I remember Lloyd Walton was cussing you out. <laughs> and I said, Lloyd, what what are you doing? Why, why are you doing that? I said, he already knows how to play. Yeah. I said, just leave him alone. He'll figure it out. Yeah. No, no, no. We got to get this stuff together. He was like a mother hen. Would that be a good description of, of Lloyd? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a good time at Marquette?
3: You know, I had, a, I had a great time with Mark at uh, Marquette. You know, a, a couple of things happened to me there. You know, uh, Jones was involved in uh, some of my recruiting, and he was like a big brother there, you know. Yeah. And then I had a chance to play, you know, he mentioned Lloyd Walton. You know, I had the two best backcourt partners you could have Lloyd Walton, my first couple of years, and then JV helped me out my wow. last couple of years. So I was, uh, that was the best of both worlds, you know, having a big brother for a young guy going to college and then two great backcourt partners. Now, a question for you is do
1: you see the wood in, in Coach Boylan <laughs> that he was going to be a coach eventually? And it,
3: in, well, you you know, uh, not that he was going to be a coach, but you know, we had a we had some great players at Marquette, really, you know, and uh, Boylan, like I said, with with Jimmy and with Lloyd, you know, they they understand the game, and uh, that's the main thing you need in being a coach in basketball is that you understand the game because then you understand the scenarios, uh, and, and and especially a point guard, you know, the roles of every other player on the court. You know, in the Hispanic community, one of the things that
1: we always Struggle with and we I think we're all proud of it is the fact that we're not just one type of person We are black. We are white. We are yes. Asian. We are Jewish. We are Muslim We are every—we have a little bit of everything were you aware of his hispanic heritage when he was in when he was in college or were you? Made aware of it when you see when you saw him wearing the Puerto Rican national team jersey. (laughs) Well,
7: well, I I knew that Butch was playing. First of all, I knew he was playing in the Puerto Rico summer league, and Uh um, you know, so I knew you know right away uh, that uh, you know I was told that you know Butch was born in Puerto Rico and then moved to New York just a few days old and and uh, you know lived in New York City, but uh, had had Puerto Rican heritage and he was playing in the summer league, and um, you know, so it was not it was it was it was great to to uh, you know come into Marquette and, and know I'm going to be playing with uh, a guy of Butch's caliber. And uh, he was playing in the, in the Puerto Rico Summer League, and he came back. He had a really nice car. So I was uh, like, <laughs> was, I, I, was, I, I started. I, I want to go there. I, I, no, no, no. I, could, I knew I couldn't go to Puerto Rico, so I started looking into the Irish Summer League. <laughs> but but, there, but there, there wasn't one. So I, I just, you know, I had to make do with what I had. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. I don't know why you guys talk about cars because I don't know any New Yorkers that could drive. I think, you know what, I go back to Marquette. Remember, I had a car, but I don't remember you guys ever driving, you know.
3: Did you drive on campus? That was was true because when I got to Marquette, I did not know how to drive. And uh, our assistant coach, uh, Rick Majerus, I left a couple of scratches on his car, but he's the one who, he's the one who taught me how to drive. So how,
1: how, how does the story go, though? How do you end up with a car coming back after, after the Puerto Rican Summer League? Yeah, I'm going to tell, I'm gonna have to tell you that in another program.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, but the
4: thing I've always appreciated about Butch is uh, his intelligence. You know, if two, I'm, I remember Bill Russell used to always say if two players are equal – the smarter one will be the better player. He was always a smart player. And a lot of times when you're drafted, you know, both you guys were drafted and, you know, and you're know, rookies, you know, it depends. Your success depends on what team you're with. You know, he went to Atlanta Hawks, but at that time, was just a bunch of guys that were well coached, but not a lot of guys who I consider smart ball players. Butch Butch was cerebral. I mean, he knew his disadvantages, but he also knew his advantages and he knew how to score. And uh, when Bill Fitch came to me one day and he said, you know what, I'm thinking about taking Butch, I'm bringing in Butch Lee, what do you think? I said, man, get him. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing happened in LA. Same thing happened in LA. Because they came to me again, they said, you know what, we got a chance to get Butch Lee, bring him with you. I said, yes. Was it a given, coach, that he was going to play 40 minutes in a game?
1: Was that normal back then? I mean, it, it well, just seems yeah. unreal.
7: Yeah, coach. Coach played yep. <laughs> seven guys, maybe yep. six and a half. <laughs> um, so we had we had a we had a guard on our team by the name of Gary Rosenberger, and Gary was a great shooter. We didn't have the three-point line, but he would have been a tremendous three-point shooter um, had the line be, existed at that time. So, so I would come out for you know. Couple minutes here and there. Butch would play almost almost the whole game. He might come out for a minute or two, something like that. But back in those days, uh, you know, there was no shot clock. We didn't play the, at Marquette. The, we didn't play an up and down t- kind of game. So Al really just, you know, once you once you got in the starting lineup with Al, that was the key to the season for you as far as <laughs> you your knew playing time claimed. was. Yeah, <laughs> he he decided who that was early on. And, uh, and once you got there and you're in the starting lineup and, and you're playing and and you know you don't you don't take. He's college player of the year, twice. First team All-American, twice. You know, you don't take take that guy out of the game. And Jim was talking about Butch being a cerebral player and and, and the the thing that cemented it for me, uh, having ultimate (laughs) respect for Butch, was we we played a game against Louisville. And at the time, Louisville had Daryl Griffith and they were, I mean, the highest jumping group of players that I had ever been around. And or seen play or competed against. I mean, they were extremely athletic, long, quick, fast, and and we played our half court game against them. And I think Butch ended up with either 31 or 33, <laughs> and I, he must have scored 20 20 plus points on layups against the team. And you know, Butch is six feet tall. These guys were six seven, six eight, six six, six four. Athletic, can jump. And and he was so uh, smart. and and just knew how to get in traffic, play in a crowd, get guys off balance, flip up quick shots, use his body. He had a big, strong body, use his body against guys to create space. And when he did that in that game against that team, I I, I just, I was in, I'm out there playing and I'm just like, man, this guy is unreal. I mean, he's, (laughs) I'd never seen anybody do something like that in a game and it it was just unbelievable. Unbelievable to be part of that.
1: Maybe that's why Coach McGuire didn't ride you too much. Yeah, yeah <laughs> probably, probably. Well, Lisa, we're going to take a break on Fox Sports uh, Ohio uh, on the Cavaliers Radio Network, but we, this is too good to stop right now. So we're going to come back after this break and we're going to continue talking a little basketball with these basketball legends, Cavalier legends, Butch Lee, Coach Boylan, and Jim Jones.
5: Prices have been slashed on all bedrooms, dining rooms, living rooms, leather, and more. It's Inn's biggest, biggest annual store-wide, store-wide clearance, clearance sale ever. Take an extra 20% off deep discounts and pay no interest for 24 months. But that's not all. Get it all delivered free. Look for jaw-dropping deals like our best-selling Cali sofa, regularly 7 dollars on sale for $6.99. Now with extra discount, just $5.59. Purchase a king for the price of a queen on select mattresses. The store-wide clearance sale, this weekend at Levin's.
6: Driving to Cincinnati and back is not a practical use of time. Ultimate Air Shuttle is the answer. Fly out of downtown Cleveland's Berkeley Front Airport, park for free, relax in a private lounge, and then walk onto a luxury 30-seat plane. Arriving in Cincinnati in only 45 minutes. One price includes flight, tax, baggage, snack, and beverage service. The way flying should be. Visit ultimateairshuttle.com for complete details and schedules. VIP travel for the cost of commercial.
5: When you tear into a bag of Jack Link's beef jerky, you're sinking your teeth in real meat, not some sugary, artificial snack food. Jack Link's is made with 100% beef, seasoned and smoked with natural goodness and flavor. You expect an authentic beef jerky. Real satisfying, real tender, real meat. Grab a bag of Jack Link's beef jerky. Be your wild side. Get Jack Link's beef jerky at Discount Drug Mart, the official drugstore of the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you're a Clevelander like me, Jimmy Hanlon, then you know how many great eateries there are. But I bet you don't know who has the best fried chicken sandwich in the land, the Rustic Grill. The crispy, juicy chicken coated in buttermilk delivers just a hint of spice, cooled and contrasted perfectly by the house-made coleslaw and pickles topping it off. Finish it with bacon and cheddar, all housed between a buttery toasted bun, and you will have every foodie's ultimate sandwich. Swing by the Rustic Grill at Stonewater on Wood Club Drive in Highland Heights? Who knows, I might just see you there.
0: It's time for some basketball at the game, on TV, even online. Spectrum TV has over 200 channels available, including all your basketball favorites, so you can see every shot, assist, and block in high definition. And with Spectrum TV, you also get access to the Spectrum TV app, so you can watch a game in any room on multiple devices. Spectrum TV, it's the ultimate slam dunk. Call 844-352-2999 and get Spectrum now. Restrictions apply. Call for details.
1: Welcome back to Caps HQ. I'm Ralph Hernandez Brito. Joe Michael is enjoying a nice week vacation in the state in Pennsylvania. So he asked me to <laughs> sit here and <laughs> chat a little basketball with Cavaliers assistant coach Jim Boylan, Cavaliers legends Jim Jones, and El Primero, we call him. The first Hispanic player in the NBA, Alfred Butch Lee. And we were talking before we went to the break about Al McGuire and all the stories and everything. But... One of the stories that I've been reading about Butch is, and I wanted to ask you guys, is that he was probably the first player that used the hesitation dribble, the hesitation It's kind of like a little bit ahead of his time, no?
7: Yeah, Butch, Butch had some, uh, some really uh, uh, almost impossible moves to guard because, first of all, he was uh, a great ball handler. He had a great body and used it well, and then he had a really quick uh, first step. And so he would, he'd come down and freeze guys and then, you know, accelerate and then hit him, hit him with his body, create separation. Mid-range game was, you know, the best in the country. Get a little separation, fade away, 15, 16, 17 footer, uh, money all the time. And, uh, you know, it's just, it was a beautiful thing to be, to watch. And anytime, you know, as me, as the point guard, I wasn't really a scorer. So, But I knew, like, when we needed to score, <laughs> Just give it to- where's Butch? Where's, where's Butch? I, gotta, I, gotta, I'm, I don't care where I got to go. I'm dribbling that thing over to him. I'm like, here you go. Take it. Do your thing, baby. <laughs>
1: a lot of people don't know, and I, I always say that – Butch Lee, the, the most decorated basketball player you, ne- you never heard of. Mm-hmm. Because he's the only guy, only player in the history of the game to have won in, at the high school level, at the NBA level, at the college level, and in Puerto Rico. He got two titles in Puerto Rico. So the good thing about it is he grew up a couple of blocks from Rocker Park.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Was that where you learned all those moves? Just yeah. watching all those legends. You,
3: you, you know, I talk with people sometimes, and I had like such a great training in basketball. You know, I was expecting for myself great things. You know, I grew up in Harlem, just a couple of blocks from the Rucker Park. You know, that's the most famous playground park in the in the in the world. So I got a chance to see the top players playground. And at that time, the Knicks had Earl Monroe, who was my favorite. They had Walt Frazier in the back in the in the backcourt. And they were a championship team that played uh, great uh, team basketball, being so close to the Rucker Park and watching uh, the New York Knicks with War Frazier and Earl Monroe, you know I got uh, I, I got like a silver platter training as far as basketball is concerned. And then you know getting to Marquette, having a chance to hone those skills with all those great players we had, and then the the ex players always around helping us out. You know I had I I mean I had I had as good a training in basketball as anyone. Do you ever play at Rucker
4: Park? I played there one time. I went up in the summer and uh, stayed with Dean, and uh, went went for for a weekend. And I remember the first game we played. I didn't know they played basketball that fast. <laughs> Whoa, they were playing, and Dean Dean was on the side just dying. He was dying because he knew I I wasn't used to running like that. You know. But there was no one out there my height. There was no six-elevens, no but they were jumping like they were seven foot five. <laughs> so uh, then we played the next night, and, and uh, we ate. We ate that evening. I, I forgot what we ate, and I had my head down. He said, "You're gonna be all right." He said, "Just play faster." One thing about playing fast is that if, you're, if you don't understand the game, you can't play fast. And I, and I got out there and I played faster. But Rucker, for me, I went home that weekend. Everybody said, man, how'd you play? I said, uh. <laughs> But it was the speed of the game. So I know you guys played in New York, you know. And you guys played fast. We didn't play. Even in your half-court sets, there was always movement. But uh, but back east where I'm from, there was there was a lot of standing, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a big guy. Everything was inside out. Yeah. But the first time I saw guys come down and they didn't go inside mm-hmm. was in the Rucker League, where yeah. everybody had to have some skills on the floor. You can right. testify to that. Yeah. I mean, when you know, for me growing
7: up in New Jersey, um, close to New York City the game was uh, about about movement and fast break and, and penetration and getting in the paint getting to the basket and creating plays and and uh, you know one of the things for me growing up i had you know, the same thing like like butch is talking about opportunity to be with a lot of really good players around me uh, and and the one thing that was always kind of drilled into me was like you know it, it, move the ball if someone's open pass if you know and, and you got to learn to play without the ball uh, you, if you know, and today in today's game, it's a little bit different. There's a lot of, you know, one-on-one action um, and uh, moving without the ball. You know, a little bit of a lost art. Um, some guys can do it, and you'll see some teams doing. Golden yeah. State's a pretty good example. They, they, you know, they move, they move well without the ball. Um, but that was something that was just kind of ingrained in you, and that's how you played the game back in those days. And um, you know and that's what we did. And on the East Coast, it was about uh, getting up and down the floor, fast breaking.
1: Coach so, Boylan, thank you so much for joining us. Jim Jones, presence. Butch Lee. We'll be right back with more of <laughs> Cavs HQ. Welcome back to Cavs HQ, and it has been a really a, an honor to have you join me here. Thank you for Joe Michael for letting me here. Uh, Enjoy the visit of both Butch Lee, honor as the first Latino player in the NBA by the Cavs, by the Lakers, by the NBA. But I also I wanted, like I said to you, I wanted to thank you for paving the way not only for Puerto Rican players, but you know, we there are more than a hundred international players in the NBA in active rosters right now, and I think that is something thanks to what you started back in the day because you you you, you showed so many kids that it was possible to come in and make your drink come true here in the NBA.
3: You know, I, I feel so uh, proud and honored that that is the story, you know, for my family and my friends, you know, all my teammates that, that, that helped me along the way, you know, and not just the teammates because you have, you have your neighborhood, you have your friends that, that, that so many people give you that, that push and getting to the level that you're able to reach. You know, as far as sports or any or any avenue of life, you know, so I was in a I was in a great place. I had some great friends and great teachers and uh, they all played a role in me getting to that level. So it was it is it's it's a a family that made that happen. So I'm very proud of that. I
1: believe you, you should be recognized on every arena in the NBA and probably in every country that has a player in the NBA. But just because of that. I won't talk to you, and I won't push the question on how that car came out from Puerto Rico. (laughs) And I asked Jim and Jim, both Jim, to go easy on you. What did, was that was that easy enough?
3: Nah, that was uh, that was a, that was a great time. You know, uh, Boylan. He used to say like he's the only player that can that can check me in the country. You know, so so that was that was that was his claim to fame. Yeah. You know, and then you know when I when I think about Jim, you know when when people talk about the the big teddy bear, that was that was uh, that was Jones. You know, he didn't even know half of the ability that he had he was a great player but he was just such a nice guy I remember when I was with the Lakers with 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 Jones I was on the bench almost starting my coaching career because he would get the ball and sometimes he would shoot a little fast and I was saying Nah, Jimmy you gotta you gotta pound it you gotta <laughs> pound it you gotta get to the basket you know so uh he started doing that and he he was uh he was a big time player he was a factor. In uh, the Lakers winning that championship, and you
1: know what's amazing to me? I always, I always tease him because they always say Magic Johnson plays center, and if you watch those videos, it was Jim Jones playing center. He, <laughs> might, he probably jumped the ball at the beginning of the game. Magic Johnson did. But that that doesn't mean he plays. Center. Well, you
3: know, after after the fact, you got to figure out what what's the best storyline. So that's how, that's <laughs> I know, how all that but comes I, in. I always tell Jim, I said,
1: "Do you ever tell Magic? You know, he owes you for taking credit for playing center." And then the other thing that amazed me about Jim Jones is, he always tells me that he was undersized, and I look at him, and I, I, I was like, "How could that be?" I know they were bigger then, but you know, bigger centers back then, but.
3: You know, I couldn't uh, – you know, this is a, a, a great moment for me, and uh, it was great that you guys had, had Jimmy here, both Jimmys, Jimmy Boylan and Jimmy Jones, because those are, are two of the guys that actually helped me to hone my basketball skills. You know, uh, Jimmy as the big brother and uh, Boylan as my uh, backcourt partner.
1: Before we go, what are the plans? Was there something that you want to share with us? that you are working with? I know you've been very active in Puerto Rico with the with the with the victims of the of Hurricane Maria. Your Point Guard Academy is still she's still working. Your sign company,
3: you're <laughs> busy guy. Well, you don't know, have Ramo and Pinedo. That's a sign company we have in, in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. And uh, you don't know, have two sons playing basketball. One is here in Cincinnati, and my other little son, he's with us in Puerto Rico. But, uh, you know, we, we went through that hurricane, both uh, Irma and Maria, mm-hmm. and uh, the island was hit very hard. You know, I had a GoFundMe account that we were able to, you know, to help some of the people in a small way. Nothing like what the government does, but, uh, you know, we, we're getting it back together. We like to say Puerto Rico se se levanta. And uh, poco a poco, estamos llegando. Little by little, we get in there.
1: And we really appreciate you coming over and, and being part of this Noche Latina. It's probably the biggest Noche Latina we have ever had. It's our fourth one, but we really took it. And another level, you know, we're honoring you and Lisette González, who both were very instrumental in helping the the local community in Puerto Rico. And also, again, for paving the way for so many players, so many international players, and so many people like me that work in Spanish in the NBA. We really appreciate you coming to visit. Make it more often.
3: Thank you very much, and I had a great time, and we would love to be back more often.
1: And I promise you, I'll visit you in Puerto
3: Rico. Sounds maybe, maybe maybe sounds, in the winter we'll sounds, come look, visit sounds you. Sounds like a
1: plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for us from here in Caps HQ. Thanks to Jim Jones, Jim Boylan, Mr. Butch Lee. I'm Rafael Alcalde. Thanks to Joe Michael, too, for letting me use mic number one. We'll be back next week with more Caps HQ.